We want to show the process, the transformational process, and, and we want that visual to actually increase the prospective client's likelihood of success. And that's really what your framework visual is about. When I see it, it feels like I can do that. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influenced by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today we're going to talk about one of my all-time favorite topics, frameworks. We've talked about it lots on the show, but today I've invited an expert to give her expert opinion and framework. Amanda Walker, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so excited to be with you. And I, I didn't know you love this topic so much. So that makes me even more pumped ah. up. <laughs> frameworks. I love frameworks. And my clients know that. I would love to hear your take. Why are frameworks so important for coaches and consultants? Yeah, frameworks are what elevate you to what we call purple duck status. <laughs> and what Ooh. I mean what I mean about that is like the industry, like the niche you're in, there tends to be a large amount of yellow ducks. And what I mean by that is everybody kind of looks and sound the same. And so by having a framework, we elevate you to stand out and look different and become the purple duck in a sea of yellow ducks. And so that's what I think the beauty is, is you position yourself as an expert, you look and sound different than everyone else. But it also, the byproduct is it brings this internal confidence to your life expertise. Mm -hmm. We downplay quite a bit as coaches and practitioners. And ultimately, um, that's really your unique value proposition. And so we want a framework that's built around it. Mm. I was having a conversation with someone just yesterday and we were, and we were actually talking about this. Um, and he said, if you draw a line and on the sort of one end of the line, you have how much you you know or how competent you are um, at your subject matter. And at the other end, you have, well, I'm a novice, I'm nothing. Sort of put a, an X on that, um, on that line where you think you are. And most people will put it sort of, you know, around the 75% up. Like, yeah, I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, and then if on that same line, you put a little X on how well you talk about what you do, most people have that X at a lot lower down the scale. And it's really like frameworks are a really good way, exactly like you were saying, to be able to talk about it in a way that doesn't feel as gritty. You know, a lot of people don't like talking about themselves because they feel like that they're pumping their pumping themselves up too much. And I think that frameworks are a really great way to be able to explain, you know, what we do and to really stand out. Yeah. I always try to drill down on all of our framework builder uh, lab students that they are the unquestionable experts of their life. And the coaching industry, we have kind of a spectrum, right? We have coaches that are coming into the coaching industry because they had a, a transformative experience themselves. They're fresh out of maybe, maybe a certification and now they want to start helping people. So they, those kind of coaches when they're starting out tend to be kind of emulators or copycatters of the system that brought them success. And that's not a problem, but what we right. want to do is really double down and go, but like, how did you do it different? And then this other 
part of the coaching industry from my perspective are really experts in a separate space, right? They were chefs, but now they're going to teach people how to be chefs and coach them how to, on how to build a business around it, right? Or they're, you know, executives who are taking their specific, you know, a niche skill set and, and developing it. But often what we discredit is the experience that has led up to it, the trials, the tribulations, um, the tweaks and adjustments. And we put too much weight on the academia or the the, the formal education piece. And, you know, I use the example, I graduated, one of my certifications is from a very well-known in the U.S. life coaching certification. And they've graduated something like 10,000 coaches. I don't want to be the other, you know, 999. 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, and so what sets me apart is the unquestionable steps of expertise that I have taken to create and resolve my unique problem. And so I think really what 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 we do is try to breathe life and breath into that and really help our people see that there's a whole lot going on that is about how they solve the problem rather than how it should be done in the market. Mm. I'd love to know a little bit about your background. How did you get into talking about frameworks and bring your unique system to help other people to extract this information? I mean, way back, like, of course, you like you feel like you got to go in like 30 seconds in this whole life experience. At 15, I got hired at my first job. I coached basketball. And I, my brain has, I didn't know it until, you know, the recent years, but I remember coaching five and six-year-old boys basketball and they had zero skill. In fact, we got crushed like by other teams and they didn't know how to shoot the ball. And so I had to create something that made sense for them in a visual and a, the words to help them understand what it, what it would look like to shoot a basketball. And so I taught them to reach into the cookie jar. Right. And so I broke the basketball shot into steps and I used different like, you know, cues to help them reach. And then the follow through was in the cookie jar. It was like dip it in the milk. Right. And so I look back now and I've been a framework builder since I started coaching and fast forward. I end up going to grad school to become a high school teacher. And the real tip of the iceberg for me was when I was watching my students, like collecting their tests and. I naturally would teach with visual frameworks. So if I was teaching a process, I would always associate some sort of shape with it and larger way for the kids to remember it. And I started seeing these scribbled in the margins of their tests. And for me, that was a really big indicator of they understand when I break it into steps, but secondarily and more important, our brain remembers in visuals. And so mm -hmm. when I fell into my own business, I, I realized that the key is going to to, to take my content and to take the things that I teach my coaches and break them into step-by-step -step processes. And so that's really, you know, where I end up now. That's why we, we launched a program, a, a small low ticket program where we teach coaches how to build their signature framework, but also something I call acute frameworks, which are these baby bite-sized short-term frameworks that we probably are using inside of our, our coaching in, in general. Um, and so I use frameworks to teach everything. And they're literally the way I teach my lessons inside the Best Damn Coach. And everything I do is about seeing it in frameworks. Mm. I love that you bring you know, what you did as that first job through because a lot of people have done many things along the way. And I find that a lot of people throw the baby out with the bathwater and they don't bring through their expertise. And 
it's funny, you and I have got a similar start to this because I used to be a dance teacher. And exactly like you, when you're teaching three-year-olds and five-year-olds about their body and what they have to do, they have no concept of what's happening. And I didn't realize how many metaphors I used to use. And it wasn't <laughs> until someone pointed it out to me, you know, maybe maybe about 10 years ago. And I was like, ah, oh, it's because I used to teach young children. And I think that being able to take experience and the and all of these different things that we've used in other jobs or careers before this definitely tap into that and see what you can bring through because even if you're starting some new business it doesn't mean that you're starting from scratch no not at all i mean i'll, I'll be honest i wish i would have figured out this was my zone of genius in business a little bit sooner i actually started <laughs> in the health and nutrition space right because that uh-huh. was a passion i had and i had my own journey there and i loved that and what i'm way more passionate about and what comes so much more naturally for me is is the work i i do now but i kind of laugh i'm like it's it's literally been here all along i just didn't see it until i was doing a lot of work with private clients and growing their coaching practice. And this was inevitably one of the steps that I just saw unblock so many. And now I also have the opportunity to work with really brilliant minds and thought leaders out there that have all this brilliance on top, but they really struggle on how to pull the structure in and create engagement Mm -hmm. when they're teaching the content. So I also get to work privately behind the scenes one-to-one. And it is so cool when you can see your entire life's work come full circle. And so for anybody listening, like if you feel like it's it's not there, like it's coming, keep going, keep going. Like it's all happening for purpose. And now for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I've been, I've been working up to. Yeah, no, you did say, you know, it's coming, it's coming and it is, but do you find that people need someone to help draw it out of them? Because for me personally, and the reason I'm asking is for me personally, I'm really good at helping draw this out of others, but I really struggle to do it for myself sometimes. I need someone to help bounce ideas off or to see things that I can't see. Do do you find the same with the people that you work with? Yes, a hundred percent. And, you know, depending on the level, right? Because I've, I've worked with, you know, coaches, executives behind the scenes, pastors that have this like, you know, mind, but they really struggle to give themselves permission to let it a be messy. Right. Because I think sometimes when we seek out to put together steps, we want it to be really clean and we want it to just pour out of us like this brilliant download. And there are some Mm. processes. Um, You know, I walk my clients through a specific I use a framework to teach frameworks, by the way, which I mean, I, I hope I would. But I do think there are times where we struggle from that insider blindness. Right. We're just so in the container with our clients and with our content that we need somebody who has fresh eyes that's maybe never even experienced our content. And so in our in our uh, framework builder community, that's one of the most valuable pieces I hear from my clients is just the brainstorming sessions. Like, mm. hey, I we just riff back and forth. You know, I'm not seeing this. And I think when you've, you know, trained your ears and eyes to hear it, it just comes naturally. But I too love having somebody to bounce ideas off of as well, even though that this is what I do. Mm, totally. So you do have a three-step framework to help people draw this genius out of them. I would love you to dive into, or I'd love to dive into this topic to help people to start to understand what it is that they can bring out. Just before we do, I was just thinking, what does this framework 
look like? And I'm not meaning necessarily a visual, although it might be, because I saw on something I read of yours that, you know, it's not an acronym. Like it could be, but it's not an acronym. Like what? how would you describe this framework? You said it gives people confidence, but what is it? And, you know, the more specifics of why they need one. Yeah. I mean, a framework for me is just a a step-by-step methodology or your unique process that you walk a client through to create a specific result. And if you hear me talk about frameworks, I'll talk about fluffy frameworks. And that's kind of the the suggestion around the acronym is sometimes uh, people think they have a framework. And what they really have is just a high level acronym that actually doesn't bring clients results. And so I want my client effective frameworks that have tangible results. So when I walk my clients through it, there is immediate ROI and there we we end up at the destination that they hired us to support them through. So, you know, sometimes people will say, I have a framework. I'm just going to make up these words. It's an awareness, empowerment, embodiment. And I'm like, Yeah, from a high level, that's the overview. But like, what is awareness? What are they going to do to be aware? Do you know what you're going to guide them through during the process to create that awareness? So that's really my mission is, yes, let's come up with this high level, you know, process. And also let's get into the details to make sure that the framework does what it's intended to do. Mm. I love that so much because it's not just a bunch of words. It really is a process. So where, where do people start? Yeah, I think people start where they don't expect to start. And going back to my educator experience, it was like second year of teaching and my students were having test scores that well exceeded that of my peers. And I first was accused of giving them to test to study from like, Mm. Oh, that. And I was like, oh, no. Um, But I was a new teacher. I mean, I was just gun ho about being in the classroom with my students. And so the way I designed my curriculum, much like probably a dance teacher, is very meticulously started at the end and reverse designed everything I did. So I knew exactly where the unit tests, where they needed to be in the unit tests. And I strategically planned all of my lessons around that. And so that's actually where an effective framework starts as well. We know exactly where we want the client to go and the problem that we're going to solve in that framework. And this is where actually most coaches are are a little bit um, unclear to begin with. A, they don't know the, the business problem they solve, which is a high level, a big problem. If you're not clear on the problem you're solving, then right, that's number one to improve the clarity in business. But we want to know where should my client be? Like, where do I want them to be by the time they finish this specific coaching container? Because I'm not sure about you, but I'm I'm sure you've either done this or you've experienced it with other people is they're not clear. And so the coaching container ends at like six months and they haven't even gotten to where they truly want to get. So we want to mitigate that from day one. And so the process starts actually at the end by reverse engineering and and almost looking at where I want them to go. And then where are these baby milestones that we want to make sure they're hitting along the way? Mm -hmm. So first step is to really understand where are you going and to reverse engineer what that process looks like. Hands down. Yes. Awesome. Cool. So what's the second step of this process? Once you're really clear on that, where do you head from there? The next thing 
from my perspective is getting into like that expert, unquestionable expert place in your life and designing signature content that's going to be used inside of the coaching container. So in other words, it's what are you going to do inside each of those sessions that's going to create those baby wins, those milestone wins that sets you apart from anybody else and the way they're teaching it. So let's say if you're a health and nutrition coach, for example, and one of the things you know that's key to weight loss, which is the end goal, is meal planning, then I want you to plan that session and do it your way. You go back and you reflect and you're like, what did I do to create success in my meal planning routine? And it doesn't have to look like anything that anybody else is doing. You know, if you're like this, it's this one song you got to listen to and it's this, then like teach that, right? And give them some flexibility around that. So developing the signature content and the deliverables that go inside each of those steps becomes a key part to, uh, to really be the, the purple duck and do it differently than other people are doing Yeah, love that. Do you have any tips around what, um, like how people pull those frameworks together? So for me personally, if I'm doing, if I'm doing this, you know, my weekly workbooks, I will make some, I'll jot some notes down and then I'll like, okay, so is this like a triangle thing? Is this a circle thing? Does it overlap? You know, is there something that has to integrate? And I start to think about what it would visually look like. That's the way I do it. How do you walk through your, your students? Yeah. The visual for me is the culminating part. And so once, once we kind of have these baby outcomes, these themes, then I actually have them start to like put it into a bucket, much like you're sorting laundry. Because sometimes going back to your acronym statement, the reason I'm not a fan of, I'm not saying acronyms are bad. Sometimes they fall into place nicely for a framework, but often acronyms are forced because they want them to sound branded. When in actuality, the larger pillars of the process don't really align with the acronym. And so when we, 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 clearly identify what the steps are in the process, these kind of themes or pillars or buckets, whatever you want to call them, begin to reveal themselves. And so we start to see the commonalities. And from that, we can start to see where those things overlap. So I actually like to do the visual part because a framework isn't just a visual, right? We use a well, a well planned out framework has a visual representation. Um, but when we're talking about a signature coaching framework, right, that's, that's going to be a longer process because we're really walking them through what the entire experience would be like inside of our Mm. container. Mm. Huge. So I kind of took us a little bit off off track there. Um, Do you want to bring us back? So we've got the first step of the framework being getting really clear on what the end goal is. The second step, putting your your pieces into buckets. Where do we head from there? Yeah. Well, you actually nailed it. The next press, the next step is. Oh no, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, really the culminating step is, is taking that and finding ways to infuse it into your brand. And the first way is having a visual representation because going back, think of all the times that you and I have sat in a conference room, listening to a speaker or, you know, your studies in, in more formal school is that speaker could talk for an hour and we're not going to remember necessarily that all the words, but we are going to re- remember the visuals that were put on the slides. And I cannot emphasize that enough that the human r- brain remembers things and has associations with pictures. And so if you're 
presenting a framework, you want to show us that visual as many times as possible and keep it as simple as possible. Oftentimes, my students will start to build a visual representation of their framework. And especially my more intuitive, creative types have these flowers with all these petals and there's like 25 little things. Ripping. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, let's go high level. Like, let's back it up and keep it simple. We want to show the process, the transformational process. And, and we want that visual to actually increase the prospective client's likelihood of success. And that's really what your framework visual is about. When I see it, it feels like I can do that, right? And that's the the, the availability of that infusion into the brand. And from there, what I find happens for most of our students and, and when people have frameworks is they start to talk so much more confidently about their business because we've created this common ribbon that runs through their business and everything branches out from that framework. And so for me, because frameworks are my my main point is it makes it so easy for me to curate content because I can talk about my frameworks and I can talk about the steps inside of it and break them into baby steps. When I go into a podcast, I can very easily talk about my framework. There's so much that comes from having that visual piece and then hitting on that infusion, we can infuse it into all elements of our brand, including visibility opportunities, content curation, and just what we're teaching, you know, to our students on a more regular basis. Mm. You talk about from the coach perspective, that it helps us to be able to get clarity on what we're talking about. What about from the client perspective or the audience perspective? What is easier for them to understand about frameworks? Or, or why a framework so um, beneficial to use for them? I'll use a, a, a tangible example. So my husband and I, when I left my, when I left as a teacher, we we were in fifty thousand dollars of debt, and he's a police officer. I mean, it was not an ideal time to leave. But with two young kids, I just knew that it made financial sense. And, you know, to do that. And I just trusted that I had like a skill set and something would come, you know, in my future. And, and that's how I kind of fell into entrepreneurship. But at that time, we had tried to get out of debt and we would kind of be this cycle, get out of debt, get back in, get out of debt. And so we made this decision. We've got to find support. We have to go search for a coach or mentor that can help us, you know, go through a process that's going to knock out this debt for good and change the behavior. And so we went to the Internet and we started asking around and the same person kept coming up specifically their framework kept coming up and everybody said you got to follow this methodology it worked for us look online do the research and i was able to see all of the examples of people that had also had success and so if you think about it like every brilliant coach out there has some sort of framework that they become known for and by having that framework what it does for the prospective client is it builds trust. And as I said before, it increases the likeliness that, oh, I can do this. Like I, I, everybody else has had success. They've already gone through this process. It feels pretty simple, right? We want to avoid the 15 step method, right? We want to go like yeah. five steps. Too hard basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that's really what I would offer is it's not only fantastic for us as a practitioner, it's fantastic for our clients because we have greater clarity and we have a trusted process that's scalable, right? Scalable, which is fantastic. And the client is able to go, oh my gosh, look at all these testimonials and examples of people that have walked through this process and are already a proven case study for success. Mm. I think that it's sometimes it's that context that builds trust as well is just having that complete 
trust again that there's a process that we know that is repeatable. So that person got results, but we know we're going to get results too because we can see, oh, we just need to go through the same framework. And and that gives context. And context is so important. Um, and and I love I love watching other looking at other people's frameworks because I'm like, oh, in a snap second, someone will explain something to me and I'm like, I get it. As a client, it makes me feel not dumb. You know, sometimes yeah. people explain stuff and you're like looking at them going, I don't know what you're talking about. But when someone explain, explains it in a framework, it's clearly articulated. It's this step-by-step. Step, and I'm like, oh, that's easy. I've got that. Yeah. And if we go back, I mean, uh, what's coming to mind is, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Hermosi's $100 million offer books, but he mm-hmm. he it's that offer equation. And when we think about that, a framework really helps reduce the the denominator in that equation, which is the time and sacrifice and effort it's going to take for me to have the result. Because a framework says, oh, this person's already figured out the steps for me. I just need to follow the process. And ultimately Mm -hmm. what that is it converts a buyer faster because we don't have to go do that thinking for ourselves. We know that the person we're aligning with has already done that work for us. And now I just have to follow it. Mm, I love the way you articulated that. Where it's we've got so much decision fatigue in our lives all day, every day, and just to be able to outsource that braining to someone else makes it so much easier. Yeah, well, and I think it, it, as a practitioner side, what I see from our students, quite frankly, is people that have been searching and signing on to programs or um, just been in complete a paralysis to take action when they have a framework, they start showing up on social media and talking about, they start stepping into networking groups and have, you know, are able to articulate what it is they do. And they're able to pitch their offer more because they actually see the process is clear. They stand behind it more, right? They deepen the belief in what's going to happen once the client says yes. And to me, that's like, you can't, you can't create that in many ways um, outside of having your own system and framework to follow. And so there's so much that comes with just sticking to understanding and creating your own process. Mm, And that's a real confidence loop. It goes right back to what you said at the beginning as coaches, they're more confident and that confidence that, you know, people buy confidence. So there's this loop that you're able to articulate it your prospect's able to understand it. That gives you confidence. People buy because of confidence. It's that whole process beautifully laid out, which makes it so simple. Totally, totally agree. So you have um, some extra resources that you share with people that want to really dive into building frameworks. Can you share a little bit about what that is and what someone would would get from doing this uh, you know, framework building with you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first, the best place to start is come and jump into one of our free trainings. And we're doing those pretty much every Tuesday. And uh, you can jump into the workshop. It's called the Coach's Signature Framework Building Workshop. And I walk you through the five more specific steps on how to create yours. And I really talk about some of the common mistakes that many coaches are making. And so uh, you can jump into that training if you head on over to amanda-walker.com forward slash framework. And another great place is we do host a podcast as well called The Best Damn Coach. And I'm talking about frameworks consistently there. (laughs) Um, 
you can look at the history if you're curious about frameworks specifically and check out some of the previous episodes. Um, but those would be great places to start. Mm, I love that. Definitely. We'll pop all those links in the show notes down below so that you can head on over and take a look. Amanda, what I would love to know is what's your favorite framework that you teach? My favorite framework is the one I probably just mentioned inside the lab. Um, we call it the uh, reverse design method. I also teach a framework which happens to be an acronym in this case, not intentionally, but it is called the BEST method. And it is the BEST method to follow for an effective coaching session. Because I do think that as coaches, the most important thing we'll ever do is deliver an effective coaching session. And I think coaches struggle between the rigidity and the flow required to really have a masterful mm. session. So I teach a specific framework around that too. That definitely has my heart. I love that so much. Thank you so much for coming and talking about, like I said, one of my favorite subjects. I cannot stress the importance of frameworks for really getting yourself to stand out and in the world that we're in it is you know it's so noisy it's so difficult to stand out but as soon as you've got a framework it's you've got your own little unique piece of you and and that's what the world's craving right they're craving they're craving the authenticity and that that uniqueness that only you know you can deliver so thank you amanda again for coming and chatting about this topic oh i love how you said that thank you so much for having me it was such a blast Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. <laughs>